0: Just real quickly, for those of you who are here in person, you can see this right up here. Uh, I'm going to take the camera, and I can't really see, but I'm going to try to pan over there. Can can we see that now? So we are, I'm going to scoot over here so I can kind of be in frame. Uh, I'm, I'm laying forth a challenge for those of you who've been reading your bulletins on May 21st. Uh, We are going to be sending a bunch of bath tissue, don't call it toilet paper, that is rude and uncouth. It's bath tissue, we're collecting it, and we're going to be sending it to the children's home of Lubbock then. Uh, Jennifer just looked over at this a minute ago and she leaned over and said, just think about if this stash were up here last year. (laughs) Uh, People would have broken into the place. This is like Fort Knox, this is gold right here. So things have changed. So if you are here in person, we want to encourage you to please go get a set of toilet paper and please just get one package. Like, I don't want to start this whole thing again where I have to start hoarding it in my house. Just get one package so you don't freak anybody out. Bring it up here and we're going to send it on. If you are online... I'm a little off. If you are online... We're not going to ask you to go get toilet paper and bring it up here. But we want to encourage you, challenge you, to donate money and bring it uh, or send it to us. And we will go get the bath tissue. And I'm I'm challenging our folks online to outdo the people here. So there's, there's fewer of you uh, online, but you don't actually have to go get it. You can just send in money. So for those of you who are here... I want to let you know the gauntlet has been thrown down, and now uh, you are all called to to bring your bath tissue up here. And so now you know. Okay, so we are now picking up the second tablet of the Ten Commandments. We've checked through uh, the first four, and now we're looking at the last six. And the first four, what did they deal with? The relationship between what? Okay, us and God. And now as we get into the second tablet, it is now the relationship of who? Us and other people. I know it's weird that even though we're called to be followers of God, we have to to relate with and deal with people who live out in our country, in our our communities, and in our neighborhoods. The second uh, set of commands begins with this. Uh, Well, let let me start off. First off, we have to remember that we are to, to put God first, right? What's the second one? No other idols. The, the third one? Don't take the Lord's name in vain. And the fourth one we talked about last week? Remember the Sabbath. Honor God by having that time of rest. And Jesus is basically going to say this. To summarize the Ten Commands, He says this, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like to it: Love your neighbor as yourself. And He adds this, He says, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. And you can sum it up even more succinctly by saying this. Love God and love others. That's what we are called to do. It's easy to love God, or it should be easy to love God. Why not love a God who created us, who sustains us, who redeems us, who forgives us, who gives us hope in the future, the perfect, almighty, wonderful God? It should be easy to love God. Although sometimes we find it difficult. But what about other people? I don't always meet people who are loving, who are sustaining, who are redeeming, who are forgiving. And so, this second tablet that we're going to be looking at, these six, in some ways, can be a lot more difficult. But let's start off with the first one and see how we go. It's simply this honor your father and mother. Ooh! Did you feel that? Did you, did you get that? Hunter smiling already. Like, did you? The the tension in the room just ratcheted up like three notches. Like all the parents are like, I'm so glad I brought my kid today. He really needs to hear this one, right? And all the kids, like they immediately, they they don't even think about it. The eyes just roll. They they just start rolling back into the head and then they start slink, slinking down lower and lower. See, Cole, if he slides down any lower, he's going to be on the ground like I just I don't want to hear this. I'm but let me let me let me say this. Whether you're 8 years old or or you're 18 years old or you're 38 years old, don't don't check out don't say, "Oh, you know, here we go. honor your father, and mother, you know, it's Mother's Day next week. I, he wants me to send a card. Okay, already done. I, I, I think there's so much more to this command than simply, ah, I should be nice to my parents. For some reason, God thinks this one's a really big deal. In fact, when we start off our list of how to treat other people, how to love people, this is number one. I mean, even more important than murder, like if it was me, I want to go back to Exodus 20 and I want to like do some revision, some editing and say, okay, murder should be at the top. Don't murder people. Okay, and then don't lie and don't steal. And at the very bottom, after we've covered the really important ones, ah, well, you know, honor your father and mother. But, but God seems to think this is a really big deal. So much so that He's going to place this first. Doesn't it seem surprising? Doesn't it seem like some of the, the bigger ones should come first? Remember, though, that the Ten Commandments are less about a set of rules and more about an understanding of who God is. See, Jesus knew how important this was and He understood the importance always of honoring his father, even when he had to do things he didn't want to do. And that takes us to the scene in the garden where he is pleading with his father, Dad, don't make me do this. If there is any way I can get away with this and not have to... But I want to honor you. Not what I want, but what you want. I mean that happens in my house all the time. I can not I, I can tell you how many times I'm talking to my kids and I say I really want you to do this. Dad, not not my will, but your will be done. I mean that's how it happens in real life, right? The Ferrars, you're smiling now, just wait. Those boys are going to become teens and they're going to completely transform in front of you. And you're going and but but they're still going to be like whatever you want, mom. I just, My goal in life is to make you happy. I mean, shouldn't we just go on to the next command? Because this really is not that important. And yet, here we have God placing it first in this set of commands about how we treat other people. And Jesus, over and over, showed honor. In fact, He didn't dismiss... The Ten Commandments. He reinforced them. Remember what he says in Matthew 17. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Moses wrote down the Ten Commandments. Jesus lived them out. Okay, it's... We have to do this every so often. I have to insert the amazingly cheesy preacher joke. And now is the perfect time to do it. Okay, so who is the most sinful person in the Bible? John Trammell, I know you know this. Don't let me down here. Who is the most sinful person in the Bible? It's Moses! Come on! Because he broke all Ten Commandments at once. See? See? If we had a band, we could have had a rim shot right then, and that that joke would have gone off so much better. But here we have Jesus. Not only does does He not break them, He reinforces them over and over again, and really most importantly is the way that He honors His Father. Jesus lived these out. And you can say, okay, I've got the first floor down. I put God first. I don't have idols. I don't use His name in vain. And I take time to rest. But it doesn't stop there. We are called not only to love God, but to love others. And in doing so, it helps us understand who God is. Okay, so we got the first one down. Love mom, love pop. That's good. What else? But wait. What does it mean to really honor your parents? To be nice to them? To clean your room when you're supposed to? Maybe if you've moved out of the house, maybe you should call them every once in a while. Maybe you should take the time to go down to CVS and pick up a card and mail it so it gets the mom in time for next week. Maybe, and this is a tough one, maybe you have to put up and be patient with them in their inability to grasp technology. You've gotten that phone call, haven't you? My iPad is not working. I, I, I can't get it to work. Sweetheart, Mom, you have to charge it every once in a while. What? Years ago, when email first came out, about once a week, I would get a call from my dad. He didn't understand how email worked, and he's, I, I can't figure this out. It's not working. Like, where do you put the stamp? Like, Dad, it's really not that difficult. Maybe, maybe that's really what Jesus is talking about. Like, just put up with your parents when they say things that make you realize that they're completely out of touch with reality. I mean, the, the command is pretty vague, isn't it? I mean, just like last week when we talked about remember the Sabbath. Well, what does that mean? Honor your father and mother. What does that mean? It's, it's really vague. Can we kind of flesh that one out a little bit? Can you give us a little help? And just like last week, I think God was intentional in being vague. He didn't want to have to say, this is what it looks like. This is what you need to do. Because if that happens, then all of a sudden, guess what? We're a bunch of robots that are just following a law, making off a a checklist, and we we can become very pharisaical about that. And I... That's only halfway tongue-in-cheek because that literally happened. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father and mother is devoted to God at Corbain, they are not to honor their father and mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Now, listen to this He's not talking about murder, he's not talking about stealing, he's not talking about lying. those really important ones, as he's talking about honoring your father and mother, listen listen to what Jesus says. He says, you hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. He says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. This is what he says about a group of people who no longer honor mom and dad. He says, you are nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. You have these rules, and then you got to follow them, you follow them, you follow them, and you follow them in such a way that you actually break. Where's Terry Holloman? We got moved around. I can't see. Everybody's been moving pews. And what she says, you break the spirit of the law. But why is this? So important. And what does this idea of honoring really mean? If you go back to the Hebrew, it talks about this idea of uh, esteeming or respecting, or get this, especially you two over there, all three of you over there, it means to obey your parents. Now, Now I'm meddling. Honoring, esteeming, obeying your parents. For some of us, that's that's really not that hard. I mean, I I grew up with a set of parents that were really great parents. I still have both of my parents. I love them. I I make calls to them, not as much as I should, not as often as I should, not as long as I should. Like I said, once the technology question started coming along, you know, I find ways to bail. I have no idea what you're talking about. But for some people, it's it's not that easy. But remember, the Ten Commandments are not just a list of things you're supposed to do. It gives us and others a better picture of who God is. Several years ago, songwriter and singer Chris Tomlin penned these words. He says, oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think your God is like. But I've heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night. And you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good Father. It's who you are. And I am loved by you. It's who I am. The way that we respond and react and treat other people, it's less about following a rule and more about an opportunity to say, look, this is who God is and this is how He lives. Absolutely, the way that you deal with your parents and love them and honor them that is a part of your spirituality what the pharisees did was i go to church on sunday so i don't have to be nice to mom or dad i don't have to take care of them i was going to give them money to take care of them but instead i'm going to give it to the church they've reallocated And instead of saying, this is reserved for giving to God and I'm taking care of my parents, now they say, well, I'm giving to the church. so I'm good. I don't have to do anything else. Don't think that all of your spirituality has to do with purple pews and Sunday mornings. And God says the first way that you show other people who I am is the way that you treat your parents. We are god imitating, Christ-following, not of this world, loving, sacrificial, alien priests. That's biblically who we are. It's weird. If you choose to follow God, if you choose to be a believer and to be Christ-like, you will be weird. It will be difficult. And you will do unjust things. You're saying, what do you mean unjust things? You will give people things that they do not deserve. And you won't do things to people that they do deserve. That, simply put, is grace and mercy. And it's hard. And it's exactly what God did for us. The Ten Commandments serve as a reminder that we are to love people who are messed up. Our sinful family. We are to love them and care for them and offer grace and mercy to them because God loves and forgives His messed up family. And I'm talking about you and me. But here's the interesting part. This command offers some incentive. It goes on to say in Exodus 20, 12, so that you may live long in the land the Lord is giving you. Honor your father and mother so that you will live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. Now, I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know. I'm confused. Is this a promise? Or is this a threat? Because I'm really confused about this. I'm not really sure. Half of me said, God is just giving a warning. He's shooting up the flare that says, listen kids, if you want to make it past 18, you better honor mom and pop. You got that crumb, kids? God says... If you want to live a long time, you better be nice to me. Is this a threat? Is this a promise? What exactly is going on with this? Think about the context. There absolutely is history here. Thirty five hundred years ago, standing at the foot of Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments are being read to the people, and there's a generation of people who are standing there, and they have witnessed some of the most atrocious things that you could ever imagine. They were slaves in a foreign land, they were beaten, they were persecuted. They knew the pain and hardship and toil into the middle of a, a video um, a archaeological study about did, did the Israelites really exist. They just uncovered not too long ago a city and they found a couple things really interesting. One, they, they found that there were a whole lot of deaths among uh, one-year-old and less. Way more than it should be. They said of all the the deaths of of people that that weren't adults, 60% of those deaths were one year and younger. And that could be talking about those little boys being drowned in the Nile. But then something interesting also is noted that overall, that the life expectancy... Was somewhere around the early 30s. And they said, Why in the world would the life expectancy be so low? It's because as slaves they were beaten and abused to the point that they couldn't make it to their mid 30s. And so here they are at Mount Sinai. And how did they get there? They crossed on dry land with water on either side. They praised God for delivering them. They watched their enemies, their foes, get swallowed in. They're in the desert. They get thirsty. God gives them water. They get hungry. God gives them manna. I mean, this from heaven, every morning they're out there collecting this stuff. Not every morning the Sabbath. They don't do that. We've talked about that. But every other morning they're collecting this. And they're they're remembering how God is sustaining them. And God's going to tell them, remember this and tell this to your children. And then He says to your children, listen to your parents. Because they have a story to tell about a God who delivers. And a God who feeds. And a God who hears. And so what He says... How do we deal with other people? He says, don't forget about this generation that has come before you who were slaves and they will talk about the pain and turmoil of living a life out of relationship with God. And compare it to this land flowing with milk and honey that God gave you. God understands the circle of life. Our ability to forget, and our children who see their parents as antiquated relics. I can't tell you how many times I've heard just in the last year my kids say, Dad, you have no idea what it's like. And things have changed, but sadly, people have. And there were mean people in middle school when I was there. Trust me, I know. I've seen the inside of a locker before with the door closed and locked. I know what that's like. Don't forget the hardship of the generations that have come on before you. God commands His people to honor their parents, but then He gives an incentive. Why does He do that? Parents... Who are honored by their children live a fuller, happier life. I don't have any data to support that, but I think that's a common sense type of statement, isn't it? How many of us have parents, how many of us parents feel like we have years taken off our life as we wait up at night to hear that that door shut and the house door to open up? How much are we concerned and worried about our children? Parents who have children who honor them can live less stressful lives. And I think God passes that blessing on to the kids. Like, hey, you live and act in such a way that you bring honor to your parents. That's going to extend their life. And as a result, I will extend your life as well. That you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving. We start by honoring God. We put Him first. But we also know that honoring God is just where it starts, but not where it ends. We're going to talk about this in class, but as we close out this morning, I want to challenge you. I want you to think about the cycle of hate and how it has continued to grow and snowball. And I want you to know I am absolutely sick and tired of it. I am fed up with the hatred that's going on in this society. I'm tired of politics and this group being always right and this group always being wrong. And there's this animosity. I did not grow up me personally I did not grow up in a time of racial hatred my family that was not a deal like we we were taught that you don't treat people differently because God gave them a different color of skin like that is not going to be a part of the conversation and I don't know what's happened but I really believe that Satan is trying his hardest and he's brought this issue back up that should have been resolved Forever ago. And now we have people hating each other. But where does this end? More importantly, the question is, where does it start? It doesn't start with the government. It doesn't start with the next elected official. It doesn't start with the people in Detroit or California or Florida. It doesn't start with the people who wear badges or the people who hate people who wear badges. It starts right here with you. If you want to see a change in this world, it starts with the way that you treat your parents and the generations that have come before you. And it won't just check a box of how you're a good person, even greater. It will show the world who God is. This week, I encourage you to begin making changes. Continue. To live a life and treat people the way God has treated you. Make that your goal this week. you got seven days to get that card ready and send it off to mom. But I want you to start today in showing the world who God is. Let's do that this morning as we stand and sing.